previously on the Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company. Seize these intruders! I've got some children of my own, and I am not afraid of corporal punishment if the needs require. So just checking, you're threatening the children with an axe? I'm threatening yeah. the children with an axe, okay, yes. Cool. We are also truth trenders! These guys are friends with Tuffle and Truffle? And we hooked them up with pudding! We agreed that this was going to be a revolution! We cannot be defeated by pudding! Boss, this is boring! We don't want to play anymore! What is your cause? He's mad at his dad! My dad doesn't listen to me! He only cares about his stupid parade! You ruined everything! Lyran, I'm not trying to hurt you. You feel arms around you. Aww. And he just looks like a kid. He looks mm. like any of your children. It's not been the same since she died. Oh! Oh no! You gotta hit us with the mum, dude. Oh Dang. no! The entire park, this massive, huge central park, is just full of geese. There is, it's just white and goose poop and flapping everywhere. Look at all these chickens. <laughs> And Ido, your cat, is now on a branch, and underneath of him, a single goose appears to be swimming around it. This line of fire shoots in front of you, Game of Thrones style, like <laughs> the flaming goose and the purple demonic oh, goose. Classic. Fly in. I might try and gap it to the Warforged. We do not take orders from citizens. You actually see Uzziah Cherish. You idiots, listen to him. Do what he says. If I put on my super cool looking glove thing that I've made, Floyd's on the coming! And, and mage hand, and tries to mage hand the the clasp off of Floyd's. Okay. And the purple hand like grabs on and pulls the clasp away. Thousands of pounds of mass just vanish from the park. In your mage hand is a clasp of cloning that did not disappear. And tuck it away. Do you notice like a weird flash of light when the original clasp came off? Right in. You come back up with a piece of electrum that is electric green. Karen is going to go over to Lyran. All right, are you ready to go home? What have I done? Why don't I take you home and we'll go see your dad and we'll explain it all together. And remember, I'm always on your side. Um, and you turn around and you see Captain Cherish standing there smiling at you. I saw what you did. I'm not gonna say anything. Heroes do the right thing, but maybe not always the best thing. And welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company. Only the third intro attempt. My name is Penny. I'm your DM. And what are we talking about today? What our D&D race would be. What our D&D race would be. Honestly, I really identify with like the half orcs. Mm. Um, I just think that they are cool. They They've are. got neat tusks. My first D&D character was a half orc. And I kind of want to be like that kind of buff that like the half orc women get. So yeah, oh, that's cool. That's extremely hot. Man, I just don't know. I often play tieflings because I think they look heckin' cool. But I can imagine the tail and the horns would just be annoying, so... I'm thinking maybe half-elf. 
Because they're, you know, human but not boring. <laughs> and what's your name? And what's your name? Oh, also, I'm Ido. <laughs> and my actual name is Poppy. I play Ido. Okay, this is Steph, and I play Frankie, the artificer. And I would have to say I'd probably go with um, Tabaxi because oh, yeah. I like cats and I'm a little bit furry, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and cute. I'm Nate. I'm playing Flinvar, the halfling bard. Um, and I would actually choose a halfling because I need all the luck I can get. <laughs> and uh, I'm Liz. I play Karen, the dwarf barbarian. And I think I would also be a halfling because I'm very short. I enjoy eating. And I just, I, I like being outside in the sun. All, all pretty good halfling traits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I am big enough to ride a horse, just. Last time on the terrible adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company, you, the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company, successfully defeated an infinite number of geese. I hope yes. you feel good about yourselves. <laughs> yep. So we open in a familiar house in the North District, uh, one where you all spent some time recently. <laughs> Karen, you have bought the young man Lyron mm -hmm. home, and you are sitting with his dad, whose name I am going to look up, Hyamath, Hyamath Ryudin. So you're sitting in the office mm -hmm. of Hyamath Ryudin, the organizer of the uh, prosperity festival you are doing your best not to draw any attention to the smashed <laughs> destroyed magical artifact cases in the room and Hyamath is currently waiting for your story as you and Ly you and Lyron are sitting on the other side mm. what do you tell him <clears throat> Karen says Hyamath I think the important thing to remember here is that sometimes and you are a father, I'm a mother of three. Sometimes teenagers, they just, they tend to act out when they think that they're not being appreciated enough in the home. He is red in the face. <laughs> and he is like, so when you came in, he was doing paperwork and like sealing letters and going a bit crazy. He's like, ah, Lyron, why did your little burst of teenage angst have to come Right when I was about to host the Emperor, you know how important this is to me. You you have heard me so many times talk about how important the Prosperity Festival is for the city. Why would you do this to me? Uh, yes, I, I... Now, I think I speak for Lyron here when I say that he has heard you talk about how important the Emperor is to you. And he has heard you talk about how important the Prosperity Festival is to you. But uh, recently, he hasn't heard you talk about how important he is to you. Oh, yeah. And I think that might be part of the reason. Lyron's not talking. He's just sitting quietly. Like w when he had his mask on and he was up against you guys, he had this like false bravado and like big confidence and stuff that he was working with. He's just a little boy at the moment. He's just sitting on his hands and he's looking oh. at the ground. And he's got his like big emo fringe that he's mm. just like <laughs> hunched over. He's human at yeah, he's a human. His dad, Hyamath, looks over at him and says, Boy, is this true? Are you getting emotional that I have a job to do? You know how the world works. How do you think that we would live in this house if it wasn't for me doing this important work? It's not my fault that your mother isn't here anymore. <gasps> and Lyron looks up at you mm -hmm. and is like, 
like you kind of get the feeling that he trusts you and he's in this moment not able to speak up for himself mm. he's having trouble responding to these um to this like anger being thrown at him karen <clears throat> clears her throat and says yes i I did hear that your your wife passed away recently. May I ask how that happened? It's none of your business. Who even are you? I'm just... My son disappears? Mm -hmm. My beautiful festival that I spent months working on is attacked by cloning geese? Mm -hmm. And suddenly you show up out of nowhere, you bring my mischievous son in, you tell me that he's responsible for all of these geese, mm -hmm. and... Who even are you? What, like, are you some kind of social worker? What is your problem? What are you even doing in my house? Well, my name is Karen. I am a manager at the Janison Breathless Parchment Company. And in this moment, I'm just a concerned citizen and mother looking out for a young boy who's lost his way. You're really calm. And <laughs> Hymeth is like trying to throw like rage at you and get you to like, get you to bite. And you're just <laughs> calm. And he's, and he's like, well, if you want to take responsibility for him, and he starts shuffling through papers and he pulls up one and he's like, 180,000 gold pieces went into the, the, this festival that I've been putting on. I've been spending the emperor's money. Is this, is this what, do you want to pay this back? Is this what you're going to do? Cause this boy's going to work for it. I don't disagree that he should work to pay off his debt and his mistake, but at the end of the day, he's still your son. From outside, you hear the, you hear an odd thunderclap, <laughs> and like, just through one of the broken windows, and everyone kind of twitches for a minute. And he says, "Oh, that's been going off every five minutes or so. That's, oh, how's anyone supposed to work around here?" Lyron, boy, and and Lyron kind of sits up and looks scared. He's like, "Go to your room. This is something we're gonna have to talk about later when I have time. You've caused me." an endless amount of stress today. You could have just been on board. I tried to I tried to get you a job. I tried to put you in one of the stalls and you didn't want to know about it. Instead, you wanted to throw geese off of execution platforms like an idiot. Get out of my office. This room is now banned to you. And Lyron kind of like stands up and he's like, there's nothing cool in here anymore anyway. And he like kicks over <laughs> one of, the, one of the, the stands with the glass, like the broken glass on top of it. And he leaves and, he's, and he turns back and he's like, thanks for trying, Karen. <laughs> and then a minute later, you hear his door like slam super loud. <laughs> and then a, a few seconds after that, you hear very loud, aggressive punk rock music <laughs> coming from the inside of this room. And Hyameth is like, head and hands. You have children, right? Three of them. Any teenagers? Oh, yes. Two, uh, two teenage boys, lights of my life. <laughs> Well, you know how it is. Do they hate you? Do they destroy everything that you love? No. But they do know how to get my attention if they think that I'm not loving them enough. Maybe this is what he thought he had to do. I'm going to keep him out of the prisons. Sure. If, if they find out that he was the person on that platform, They'll throw in the dungeons forever and I'll never see him again. I can totally understand that. You keep this to yourself, all right? Of course. And he just kind of sits there in silence. He's not talking to you anymore. You know, if you do, there's about a hundred children in the sewers under the city. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure what to do about it. What do any of us do? They're 
parents die, there's no there's no place for them to go. They they're just street rats. They steal and they rob and apparently they live in the sewers like vermin. But Lyron seemed to have some sort of connection with them. Maybe he could help them. Maybe that's what he could do. That's not a bad idea, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Might put him into social work if he's so good dealing with rats. <laughs> well, I am going to take my leave because I uh, lost a finger today. And she holds up her hand. He flinches, he's like, holy shit. <laughs> Yes. I, I, I had some, I had a lucky rabbit's foot I probably could have helped you grow that back with, but it's gone. Oh. I came home and all of my magical artifacts were gone. I could have definitely used How some terrible. of the oil of the viper to, uh, to help oh, to how terrible. fix that. I'm. Well, it's, it's not your fault. So don't even worry about it. I'm sure it'll be uh, all a fun story to tell my children when I go home for dinner. <laughs> but first I will, I will stop off at the hospital first. You get up to leave. Yes. And as you get to the door frame, he says, Karen? Yes. Yeah. What do I do? I can't be, I can't do what I do. I can't do my job and be a 24-7 parent to him at the same time. You don't need to be a 24-7 parent. You just need to be there when he is also there. When you're both present, you need to be present. There's no jobs when it's, Lyran time. He gets up and he walks to the door with you and he is, as you walk out the door, he just sits on the floor outside Lyran's room just mm. listening to the music and he says, I'll keep that in mind. Right. If you ever come back here and there's somebody else living here, it's because the Emperor threw me in the dungeon, so. Karen pats him on the shoulders and says, oh, buck up, I'm sure that won't happen. You, throw, you do throw a lovely festival. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'll, uh, Almost had Silver Timerius himself show up and could have said the same thing, but I guess you're the next best thing. Random, <laughs> random dwarf woman in my house. You are most welcome. She takes that completely sincerely and uh, leaves the house, closing the door quietly behind her. As, she, uh, as Karen walks down the street, she feels invigorated by motherly energy, the energy of a, of, of a parent who has successfully defended a child. That is the energy of a level three dwarf barbarian because it's level up time! <laughs> Karen is not surprisingly going to become a, a totem barbarian, a totem of the bear. Cool, so I'll get you to roll your HP as the first part of that. Absolutely. That's an 11, yes! Nice, and don't forget to add your constitution modifier to that as well. Of course, of course, that's a plus three. So that is a 14 all up. Why don't you tell me what you gain at third level? Okay, so at third level, um, I'm choosing the path of the totem barbarian, uh, which means that I can, that Karen is becoming attuned with a particular animal. Uh, for her, it's a bear because she is a, mo a mother bear. I can see you gain two skills at third level. Yes. Um, uh, I can cast Beast Sense and speak with animals as rituals, which are two spells. And I gain resistance versus all damage but psychic while raging, which rocks. <laughs> and that's it. Karen's feeling, Karen's feeling strong, motherly, and 
You're you're a mama bear. She's a mama bear, and I'm, can I can I delete this minus ten speed and minus two to calm? Oh yeah, so everyone, your um your character debuffs from the sewer are gone now. Oh, good. <laughs> you stop by the hospital and you get some salve for your finger, and and while you're there, you get a rest, and all of your debuffs go away. Lovely, lovely. And uh, Karen will um return home to her lovely waiting family and give all of her kids a nice big hug. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> so that was the group therapy part of the session. <laughs> Frankie, you had a fairly busy day. Um, it's about, let's say it's about two or three days since the geese incident. Um, no, no guards have arrived to knock down your door. Um, Usaya Cherish appears to have kept his word. Have you told the others what you learned and what he said to you? No, I would not have told him uh, until you know I look a little bit, a little bit more into into it because I don't want anyone reading too much into it or or getting the wrong idea. So he, I've sort of taken what he said. And I've just been doing a lot of research, making some things, yeah. Okay, so what have you been doing with that time? So, at this time I have been focusing all of my energy at this stage into making my my little assistant, uh, uh, how do you say it, is it a humongous? I think humongous. it's called homunculus. 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 Using bits of things that I found. So that means that you're going into. So I'm you're going, leveling up. Yeah, and you're sorry. going into where? Okay, so I'm leveling leveling up to level three, going to into the alchemist branch of the artificer. Awesome. So that's like the one where you can like salves and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's make, cool. Make um, stuff. So uh, what uh, what kind of stuff do you get at level three? I guess first of all, roll your HP. Four. So it is three seven. Awesome, so you get an extra seven HP, very nice. Um, and so you're gonna be going up into the alchemist. Mm -hmm. so you've created yourself a little assistant, you said? Yes, I did. So I've created my little guy here. I've named him, oh, do I say? Yeah, go ahead, tell us about him. So he is built using just the bits I found because you know I'm not the richest person and I have to scavenge for everything so his main body is the body of one of my sister's dolls oh. I've just ripped off the arms and the legs shaved its head oh you know when you cut your Barbie's hair thinking it'll grow back and it doesn't like that's that's the hair it looks like oh no Toy Story 1 realness does it look like Cynthia from Rugrats a little oh. bit yes a little bit a little bit He's got little, like, tracks that I've made out of just bits of uh, metal that I found. So it's like little, little, like little tank feet and weird robotic sort of looking arms. And he has a little propeller that comes out of his head so when he flies. Uh, and his name is Hands. So that uh, stands for is it homunculus, or I can't pronounce homunculus? it. Homunculus, assistant, and not domestic slave. Oh, <laughs> so, oh I, I'm into acronyms. <laughs> if you're into acronyms, so uh, yeah, his name's Hands, and he's he's my little buddy. Uh, we go everywhere together. Now that I know how to make him, I I hate, I hate thinking about him. I hate thinking about his physical form. Yeah. <laughs> he's awful. He's the best Bradley alone. <laughs> he's trying his best. You spend a few days 
creating this creating this fun boy. Um, he doesn't take like a spell slot or anything to animate, right? He's purely mechanical. He's not magical. I feel like he's just a little bit of both. Okay. So I put a little like piece of electrum just in him. Okay. Uh, just sort of jammed him in because science. Uh, and somehow it seems to have made him work. Awesome. So oh, nice. we don't question that. Uh, and and that's that's just how he is. He's. Can he speak? Uh, he speaks in like one or two word sort of sentences yeah. and a series of like clicks and boops. Okay. So uh, awesome. we're still getting the language down, but you know, we could, we can understand each other at least. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. You must feel, you must feel exhausted after a couple of days of inventing like that. Yeah. 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 You know, he's... Um, and you one, one night after you've got this guy, you lie down to sleep mm-hmm. and you go to sleep and you wake up in a forest and again you see you like wake up and you're like oh this is weird this is familiar and you look around and sure enough there's a there's a bluebird just sitting on sitting in a tree nearby just looking at you um i look at the bluebird and i'm like you know at the bluebird uh approach it cautiously the bluebird flies down and lands on your finger and says you know i speak common you don't have to make kissy noises at me it's fine I am sorry for assuming that you do not speak. <laughs> That's okay. I don't I don't usually see people more than once. It's, it's nice to meet you. Hey, what's your name? It's Dalton. Dalton. That's a nice name for a cute little bird. I think it's a nice name for anyone. That's true. That's true. And the bluebird takes off from your finger and flies off and like as it flies, it like the world kind of shifts around it a little bit. And you are back in the familiar scene with the naked man sitting on the cliff. Oh. And as you get closer, you can see that there is like a civilization that he's looking out over. Mm-hmm. It's fairly simple. but And then the bluebird flies up into the sky. Mm-hmm. And the sky splits open. And the naked man splits into two copies. The, the body and then an ethereal form that floats up into the sky. Oh. And the bluebird comes back down and says, It's nice to see you again, Frankie. Nice, nice to see you. See you too, Delton. Um, should, I, should I take off my clothes as well? Am I, am I overdressed? <laughs> I'd really prefer that you didn't. Oh, okay, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, so, so what's going on? Why am I here? I don't know. I just, I just like to show people sometimes. People, they don't really remember, but... You know, if I gotta be here, might as well show people what's going on. Where is here? It's a dream, Frankie. Oh. Where else could we be? Well, yeah, yeah. So I, I've had a lot of late nights, and you know, uh, it's it's hot. I don't know what's happened in here, but uh, it's very peaceful here. It is. Very nice. I really did like it here. Did. I'll see you later, Frankie. Oh. <laughs> okay. And the bluebird takes off off of your finger, and after a moment, you wake up in your room. Ah. And your your hands is sitting next to you, and he's like. Bleep, 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 bleep. Status. Actually, why don't you do his voice? I don't feel like I should do that voice for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so he's like, neat, neat, neat. Like, yeah, no hands, I know. It was just a weird, weird dream. And then a lot of the noises he makes is like, if you remember the old, like, when your computer's connecting to the internet. Oh, and it's that. Like, yeah. That's, uh, and then I, I just, I just talk to him, like, as if he's, you know, talking normal, and I'm like, I had that naked man dream, and there's a bird, 
Am I not getting enough sleep, Hans? Is that what you think is going on? And Hans is just like, like he doesn't quite understand what he's thinking, and he's just like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, same. Uh, anyway, guess we should go uh, back to work. And uh, I'll just I'll just note as well that with your level up, you got an extra first level spell slot. Yes. Um, and as an alchemist, you gain access to the spells Purify Food and Drink and Ray of Sickness are two extra spells that you're able to cast. Well, I guess they'll be like, you know, artificer tricks that you can do. But yes, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll just leave you there. I uh, I hope you don't mind me springing that springing yeah. that dream on you. Nope. <laughs> Breaking into my debt. So Flynn, I guess it's your time, your turn for a level up. Yeah, so he was pretty pretty munted at the end of that fight, so he spent um, a little bit of time recuperating, yeah. resting, uh, pulling himself together. But then, kind of as he was resting, taking care of himself, the, the nagging thought of some of the thing that, things that we've been told during our journeys um, were like, oh, like I, I need to know why. Okay. Um, especially um, the name Marvelous that kept coming up. So part of his self-recovery was also having a couple of beersies. Um, and so he spent um, a little time listening uh, and researching and putting his ear to the floor kind of thing for any kind of uh, hint of the, the name Marvelous and where that might lead him. Okay. And then also remembered um, that... Tuffle and truffle. You got and, it, yeah. Um, and uh, you saw uh, Cherish uh, were some of the people that had kind of also were in the, maybe good people to kind of talk to around this. So. Okay. Do you want to level up first, and then you can use your new like level up skills and stuff in these in these conversations? Yes. Okay. Cool. So roll your HP. I think a bud gets D eight. Is, is that right? Yeah. Oh, plus eight. Oh, nice. You got max. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. So nice. You get uh, whatever your constitution modifier is. Add to that. Plus two. Yeah, cool. So you got a 10 more HP to Me. add to your max. You're choosing the College of Lore, is that right? Yes. Yep. So um, this fits Flynnvar's personality. I, I did decide like, I, if I wanted to go with the uh, Valor of Swords, but um, kind of for his personality and branching away from uh, the life that his father wanted for him, uh, nice. the College of Lore was more to his um, personality traits. So yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a salesman and he's got to you know, yeah. be on his toes and be good stuff. So um, why don't you tell me, this? there's there's two skills that you gain at third level um, with this. Why don't you tell me about those? So the extra things I chose to have expertise in were performance and persuasion because I love those. So you get proficiency with three skills of your choice, so you get one more. Oh, sorry, that was the expertise with uh, performance and persuasion and then my bonus proficiencies with... Perception, Arcana, and Investigation. Perception, Arcana, Investigation. Honestly, three really strong ones. Yeah, nice work. Thanks. And then also I get uh, Cutting Words. Okay, why don't you tell me about that? Um, and I've, I've never played a College of Law Bard, so... Okay. I can tell you if you want. I just don't want to, like, do all of your bits for you. Yeah, no, so I've got, like, an app. So it's like, at uh, third level, you learn to use your wits to distract, confuse, and otherwise sap the confidence and competence of others. Kind of goes well hand-in-hand hand with my... Sassy bard. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so when a creature you can see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a damage roll, I can choose to expend my um, one of my bardic inspiration slots. Yeah. Uh, to and uh, die. Sorry. To subtract a number rolled uh, from the creature's roll. So. Cool. So you can like minus stuff off of enemies' yeah. rolls. Yeah. And but the DM gets to check. Uh, you get to choose whether it's attack roll or ability check succeeds or fails before. 
it gets to deal damage. So yeah, very nice. Yeah, quite a cool little quirk. You also get an extra first level spell slot, and you gain access to two second level spell slots as well. <laughs> so you still only have two cantrips known, but now you've got you've got a bit more access to some second level spells there as well, which is quite cool. I think you're the first person out of us to get <laughs> uh, second level spells, which is really cool. Pretty cool. Awesome. Um, where would you like to go first? Who would you like to go and see? Truffle and Tuffle. And where do you go to look for them? So I'm going to assume that they're hanging around outside Murphy's place, maybe? Or anywhere that sells pudding. <laughs> A pretty good guess. So you not ready to talk to Murphy yet? You sort of hang out in the afternoons sometimes just outside of his... Uh, outside of his store. First day, no good. Second day, you do see two little bundles of energy running into the store and then a few minutes later coming out with uh, bowls of pudding and with backpacks they didn't have on before they went inside. Mm. Yeah, so you approach them? Yes. I'm quite jovial. I'm like, good evening, fellow truth trenders. Quite quiet. Oh, yeah, and they walk up and they're like, oh my god, Flynn, we heard what happened. Oh, <laughs> man, you guys are so cool. Like, we didn't realize that like you were gonna overthrow the whole system when when we met you, but like, damn, we heard about all this stuff. And like, we don't have a boss anymore, so we can just do whatever we want. It's super cool. Well, you know, it's the facts that are important, right? And I think if they got lost in that uh, whole who's the big boss kind of thing, we really, we just want to find the truth. Yeah, exactly. There's nobody who's the boss of the truth. You get it? You, and, then, and then Truffle's like, no, that's important. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, and I take a little, little, a little bit, so that not to take too much. It's mango flavor. Oh, delicious! I am not allergic. And they're like, "Hey, so we're like doing some, we're doing some jobs. Like Murphy's helping us out and wants to, you know, make sure we got enough to eat and some shelter and stuff. So, uh, we, what's up? You want to help us carry this stuff? That sounds amazing. I'm, I'm really keen to walk and talk. If, uh, if I can take a, a bag for you. Yeah, sure. Okay. They just start walking towards the residential district, so they start going like east. Like they go south around the perimeter of the of the the central circle because it's kind of roped off at this point. Um, <laughs> but they do start like going around towards the east. So, uh, so what's on your mind? Uh, we outrank you, so we'll we'll uh, we'll make the we'll decide the direction that we go. We've been truth trenders for longer than you. We hope you understand. Oh no! Well, just definitely, definitely, I understand that. That's how. Knowledge is gained. Yeah, Murphy told us that. Murphy told us that we've got to be confident and we've got to like remember, you know, what we, who we are, and like be confident in that. So we're trying that out. I'm glad that you're settling in uh, and and getting a good life out of uh, your relationship with Murphy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Thanks for introducing us to him. He's got so much pudding. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, hey, when we first had an encounter with you, um. It was a bit, bit higgity piggity, but one of the things I, um, I remember that I'd really like to find the truth about, um, and some facts about, is uh, who this marvelous guy was you mentioned. And Truffle's like, well, we've come to the right place. And just mouthful <laughs> of pudding, and and Tuffle looks at him like, I'm so proud of you. Um, and 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 Tuffle's. Uh, okay, you want to know about marvelous? Well, the first thing you need to know is that he's a ghost, and he's everywhere, and everyone is connected to him. But I think that he's actually just like a mafia boss or something. Like he's a pretty scary guy. I haven't met him. Like we were we were with Boss Lyron when he got the bracelet thing. Um, but he wasn't there. He just sent some of his guys to like you know give us a, give us stuff to do. Mm. Boss Lyron wasn't super happy about you know following orders, but 
I think he just really wanted to get back at his dad. That does seem to be the truth of the matter. Hmm. So, what does uh, what does it, what does he look like? What does Marvelous look like? Because you said he's kind of a ghost, but also he looks like a mafia boss. So obviously you know what the mafia looks like to say that. Yeah, I mean they like to wear white suits and like you know those flat hats and stuff. Mm. They just like to wear fancy suits and look like businessmen, but really they're business criminals. They really are business criminals. But... Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've never seen Marvelous, but I heard, I heard that he's got one arm and an enormous tentacle that replaced it. And then Truffle kicks and he's like, no, it's not true. He's got one foot. And then he's got like a, he's got like a Cthulhu foot instead of a foot. And, and Truffle's like, no, that's not true. I heard that he's got like two backs. And they're just, they're just like back and forth arguing about like rumors about this sort of like legendary figure. And you listen to these for these for a little while, but a lot of them seem to be the idea that like maybe he's missing some body parts or something, although they can't seem to agree on what those might be. Two backs. Cool. Um, do you know where Marvelous is aboding? Like, you know, where does he hang out? They both stop and they're like, Flynn, hey, we really like you. And your friends too. Like Ido's kind of a jerk, but like <laughs> we really like you guys. And don't don't go looking for him. He's a bad guy. Oh. And the mafia, like, they're bad people and they, they hurt people who get in their way. And if Lyron hadn't have done the job that he did, they might have they might have got him, you know? Is is dangerous to get involved with people like that. I mean, I know we're just little, but like we've been around for a while and people disappear, you know. I used to have this like tiefling friend, like in the in the south in the south district who lived near me, and he's just gone now. And oh. and you know, people disappear. I don't think that you should go looking for him. What did the tiefling friend look like? Um, he was like six. And he had red skin and he had like just little just little horns. They kinda look like a giraffe. Oh. So he had eyes then. That's a weird question, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <clears throat> just some people get lost in the sewers a lot if they don't have eyes. Oh yeah, we see them around. And mostly grown up tieflings down there. Okay. <laughs> but where are their eyes? That's a good question. That's something to find out. Wait, do you think that our friend got their eyes stolen? I don't know the facts of that. We're gonna have to think about that another time. Man, that's scary. I hope they don't take my eyes. And then Truffle like throws the pudding in his face and he's like, you're being too serious, man. Come on, we got stuff to do. Bye, Flynn. And then Bye, like, <laughs> and he just kind of like rips the pudding off and he's like, yeah, we got stuff to do, man. See you later. Thanks for your help. <laughs> wow. Do you do anything else on your little investigation? Yeah, I might go talk to um, Mr. Cherish about the Mafia. Okay. Maybe um, slip him a few coins if he wants them. Okay, where would you go to look for him? To the guard tower. I mean, there's a lot of them around the city. The one with less poo around it, because he seems to cherish his uh, appearance. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it takes you a little while to find him. He is a captain and he tends to be like, you know, he moves around a lot. There's the basic guards that are paired with Warforged, and then he, because he's a captain, he has two Warforged. But you eventually do find him in a um, in a bar in, a, in in the northern district, um, and he's got he's he's just you know keeping the peace. He's not drinking. He's just like there on guard, um, and he's got his two warforged with him. And you recognize one of them as Bolts, and Bolts is like, "Hello, I remember you, citizen." 
Hello. <laughs> and so hearing that, Captain Cherish turns around and he's like, oh, hey, what, what's up, man? Ah, oh, just the person I wanted to find. Hey, thank you so much for the, uh, the heroic effort you and your team expended to keep us safe in that, that city. Oh, that muck. You're very welcome, citizen. And he kind of like pats you on the back and leads you away from the Warforged a little bit. And he's like, come on. You, we, we both know that you don't have to do that. Good. Cool, because I've got limited time. So, part of what we were doing, one was making sure that there was no geese everywhere, was to find out how the geese came about. Kind of a weird question to be asking yourself midday when you just work at a paper factory, but here we are. And I've got some leads, but I'm not sure where they lead, if you know what I mean. Is there anything that you can tell me? I'm the I'm one of the guards. Maybe I can maybe I can look into it. Yeah. So through a trail of investigation, we found the person behind the crime sort of thing. Can't have any uh, official evidence given because it's word of mouth. Uh, you know who the Goose Master is? The Goose Master. We know that someone from the Mafia gave someone uh, the equipment to and pressured them into doing the Goose Havoc. Um, and that person was marvelous. And I would like to know... He stops you. He's like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then he, he looks around the bar. And he's like, hey boys, just keep an eye on things for me for a sec. I'm just going to take this citizen to safe passage. Bye. And then he leads you out of the bar. <laughs> and he, you guys walk for a bit. And every time you try and talk to him, <laughs> he just kind of shushes you. And after a couple of minutes of walking, he's like, listen, Flint, from one handsome guy to another, I would be careful about where you say that name. But I know what you did, you and your friends. And... I think that the world could use more heroes, so I'm not going to say anything for now because, well, magic's illegal. You know that. I know that. And I kind of get the feeling that maybe you guys might know that a little bit too much. <laughs> Keep this to yourself. You didn't hear it from me, okay? Mm -hmm. But the day of the goose, the emperor's palace was hit. Mm. There was a certain resource that we stock for emergencies that was removed did this resource happen to have a color he just winks and then he winks again and he's got really really blue eyes and he winks for a third time there's no time for flooding church <laughs> oh there's always time for flooding my friend <laughs> but look keep this to yourself but we're following some leads and we're fairly sure that the geese were just a distraction mm. there was a bank hit there was a storeroom hit and the most important thing was that the Emperor's palace was hit while he was en route. Someone knew something. Mm. Now tell me, what's the name of this Goose Master of yours? Goose Master? Well, you see, he just had a mask. We don't have a name, we just know that he had a purple cape and this hideous mask. Oh, the like thing with the trumpet in it? Yeah, we know that too. Look, if you happen to see him, send him my way. I got a, I got a couple of questions for him. But uh, as far as you looking into that name, I'd definitely keep that quiet if I was you. You might find people knocking on your door. And I can't be everywhere at once. I got a whole city to look after. I can't just keep an eye out on you, okay? No, I very appreciate that, Cherish, and I appreciate your help. Hey, one more thing. Mm. Take care of Cassie, okay? She's a good friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> Take it easy, Flynn. Have a good day, thank you.
Jenny here. Thank you so much for listening to the second arc of the terrible adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company. If you're listening to this on release day, the crossover stream is on in exactly one week. If you like our show and you're interested in more New Zealand homebrew D&D content, join us at 7pm on Sunday the 1st of November on the Getting Dicey Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash gettingdicey. This is a crossover one-shot adventure featuring players and DMs from many prominent New Zealand podcasts. If you missed the stream, uh, of course we all know that I was crowned the ultimate best one at D&D and the game was officially declared over, but we'll keep going anyway. There will still be more regular streams and we'll put forward a different member of our game for each one we're on. The giveaway is over and our winner is Peyton Davies Olsen with her comment, competition time, fight me Vera, my favorite character is Karen, what can I say, I'm a dwarf stan. Congratulations, you've won your choice of a hand-picked adventurer mini or a digital art piece. Thank you to everyone who entered and thanks to our friends at Mindflayer Miniatures on Instagram and at Live Artisan Design on Facebook and Instagram for supporting our giveaway. Peyton will be in touch to arrange your prize. For music this episode, we'd like to thank the 126ers for their song Palmetto Moon and Esther Abrami for number two, Remembering Her. And as always, thank you to Regan McKinnon for the show's theme song. You can interact with us at facebook.com slash Podcast, and we also have a Twitter at jbpcpodcast where we post show updates and things about geese, uh, which hopefully won't continue, but I can't promise that. Uh, we love hearing from fans, so please feel free to leave us a message or tag us. You can listen to the show at janisonbreffords.podbean.com, as well as on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, um, Google, I think it's on pandora wherever wherever you get your podcasts i'm pretty sure we're there by now next episode we're on to arc three which is called who spiked the punch so stay tuned for a brand new adventure that kicks off with a friday night office party the first episode will be out on november 8th once again to our audience all around the world thank you for listening time to get back to the show I don't. You had a pretty bad day. You had a pretty bad day on Thursday. I, okay. Ido was really tired. He got home and he dropped off the cat. Your dad was so happy to get the cat back, by the way. Like, he was only partially aware of the, of like the whole crisis around the city. But yeah, he just knew his cat was gone and he's like, I'm never going to take you to a festival again. And he's like, gets up in the middle of dinner, like picks up the cat and just leaves and like goes to cuddle him somewhere. So Ardo has dinner with just his mum. There's not a lot of talk about afterwards. He says, hey, I'm just going to go out for a bit. Okay, well, be careful. Remember, people disappear. I know, I know. Come back to me, okay? Yep, yep. So Ido walks out of the house and heads down to the bar, which isn't too far from his house. Okay. Um, and he just sits down. He just orders like a, a cup of tea, a cup of green tea, because he just needs to kind of unwind, <sighs> even though the bar is quite loud. <laughs> okay. So you sort of sit by yourself, just sort of hanging out, thinking your thoughts, wondering about what you're going to do next. And then you see an, a long, long arm reach over the bar and grab some napkins and bring them back up, wipe his mouth. And you, you turn and you see something that you've never seen before. You see a very, very tall, like almost stretched out person, but they are a combination of beautiful and exhausted. They are like their, their body features are gorgeous. 
They have pointed ears like a half-elf, sparkling eyes, really, really shiny, long blonde hair. But then combined with like all of these beautiful features that they have, this was huge, massive, tired bags under their eyes. And they, they sit down and they're just wiping their mouth and they're wearing like a marching band type jacket. It's got okay. that, you know, it's got that like front on it, like the My Chemical Romance thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got like the double coattail on the back and he's got like pinstriped pants on. You're taking in this person and you realize that like, while they are beautiful and tall, you've never seen someone who looks so frail before. You feel like you could poke this person and break a bone. It's an odd feeling to see someone quite like you're, you feel lucky to look at them because they're just gorgeous. But at the same time, you feel like if you push them over, they would shatter into a million pieces. And he holds up a finger and he's not looking at you. He's just, he orders, a, orders some water and he just sits for a minute and he turns to you and he says, something on your mind? Uh, well, you know, you're, you're a stranger. I don't really want to talk about my inner thoughts and emotions with a complete stranger. Okay. Well, if you don't want to share, maybe I'll share. Okay. You a good listener? Yes. Yep. Okay. And I take out a small notepad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he smiles at that and he says, oh, it's just been, it's been a long life. There's a lot going on out there, outside of the city. It's a, it's a big world out there. There's too much, too much suffering, too much going on out there. There's people who can't take care of themselves and there's people who have a little too much. And I think it's time somebody did something about that. The barman brings him his water. And he, he just sips it for a minute. And it's really weird because you've, like, you've been approached by strangers like this before but you don't feel particularly uncomfortable. Okay. You kind of feel a, like a bit of a calm kind of wash over you. And he's not, he's not dangerous. He's just, a, he's just a guy. Okay. He's just a friend. He kind of just like smiles to himself. And he says, oh, that's a, that's a really nice pendant that you have there. And he's pointing to the, he's pointing to your dagger projector pendant. Yeah. It's a really nice pendant that you have there. Where'd you get that? I look down and remember it's there. I'm like, oh, sorry. And then put it underneath my shirt. It's beautiful. I'd love to get one. Where did you find it? Uh, I'll, t I'll tell you what. I got it really cheap uh, just from like a secondhand shop. You know, one of those things you just find. It's, it was only $5. I don't know if you'd be able to find one ever. But you know, scour those secondhand shops. Okay, roll me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> 13. No, it's not. It's a one. Oh, what I <laughs> You felt like you, you, you were doing really well in your lie, but then you also, like, after a second, feel like it was the worst lie you've ever told. There was a moment where you thought you were doing fine, and then <laughs> it was it was just so bad, and he smiles at you, and he's like, that's okay. You don't have to tell me where you found it. It just... I like to, I like to bond with strangers, you know? What are you? <laughs> You're straight to the point. I like that. <laughs> I'm an elf. You never met an elf before? I'll be honest, not really. Oh, I come from a place far away from here. I haven't been there for a while. Do you have a name, Elfman? I certainly do. 
Is it one you want to share? Of course. And he finishes his water. He puts his bag over his shoulder quite like he's, he has a bit of trouble with it. Oh. And he doesn't reach your hand. He just says, my name is Amnity. It's very nice to meet you. Hmm. See you later, Idafer. And then he turns around and he leaves. You see two things as he leaves. When he opens the door, you see like a, like a dog just sitting outside waiting for him who then follows him. And the dog has like a really weird like white stain on its face as though it had been at some point like burned with acid or something. Oh. Like it looks as though it was injured. And then you could have sworn, actually roll me a perception check. Ah, oh, natural to me. You could have sworn that like as he walks past the last window and you just get like a moment to glimpse him, that he looks much younger and much more virile and like much more like overall beautiful, but you only see it for like a quarter of a second and you don't get a really good look at it. But like he's hunched over and stretched out and old and then he passes by like a window pane and then he's just gorgeous and beautiful and perfect and then he's gone okay <laughs> <laughs> didn't we also see like a horse with a burnt face i don't know did you i feel like yeah when she, when you said the face thing i was like oh, that's come up before there's a horse i'm that's pretty sure so weird <laughs> who's to say who knows? Anyway, shopping time! Yay! So you guys have had a couple of... Sorry? Do you want to talk about my level up at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, no. Anyway, it's level up time! Yay! <laughs> so you're a, you're taking level three? What are you choosing? Are you taking another rogue level? Yes, and I'm going to be, uh, take on the arcane tricks to subclass. Okay. Because I feel like Ido, since he's been using a little bit of magic, it's really interested him as he's been kind of practicing with his dagger. He's like, hmm, what else could I possibly do? And so that's how he's going to start going on, going forward. Your encounter with this man has left you with some kind of like innate magical affinity. Okay. You didn't know how to do spells and you weren't interested in doing spells. And then at the moment that that lie that you were telling turned into a bad lie, you were like, I kind of feel like I want to do magic. <laughs> yeah, just like that. So why don't you tell us about your level up? What do you get? I feel like uh, you're going to get a lot with Arcane Tricks now. Oh yeah, so first off, I get a bunch of spells. Um, I don't think I'll worry about revealing them yet. They'll come out yeah. during play. I'll just say that you get Mage Hand plus two cantrips. Yes, yep. And you get three spells that you know and two first level spell slots and you can reveal them in your own time. Yep. Um, do you have access to the, the, the list that you get to choose from? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Got that. Um, it looks like I get something called Mage Hand Legerdemain. Legerdemain? I'm just looking at... Legerdemain, that's weird. Um, why don't yeah. you tell us about that? So I can cast Mage Hand, but the Mage Hand can, um, it, it's very roguey. It can pick up things and um, put them in other places and kind of... So you, basically off. you get like additional skills for Mage Hand. I can see yeah. that it like can be invisible and a couple of extra skills that you can do specifically with Mage Hand that's quite cool. Yeah. And you can use your bonus action to control the hand. That, that's quite cool. So you get like an extra extra hand that you can do Seriously, stuff like yeah. that. That's very awesome. <laughs> and do you, do you want to roll your HP for me? Raises both. Oh, wait, are we at full health now? Yeah, you'll be back to full health. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be whatever you rolled plus your constitution modifier added to your max HP. And because you guys have had a few days to rest by the time we go shopping, everyone should have their HP and their spell slots and everything back to normal. Wicked. All right. Well, 
that is level up then. Cool, awesome. <laughs> and now it's shopping time. Yay! 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 Yay. So after work one day, the four of you uh, meet up and do you guys like associate with each other a lot at work now that you have this like whole uh, like agreement with uh, Janice and Breffords? Yeah, I feel like we do a little bit more. Oh, a little bit, yeah. We'll probably grab lunch every once in a while and um, Karen will definitely make sure to keep tabs on these guys when she goes on her walkabouts. Okay. <laughs> How secret are you keeping this little gang of yours? Semi-secret or just like not suspicious? I'm not telling anybody unless people ask. Yeah. Know? So I'm not gonna lie to them, but I'm not also gonna be like, hey, we're doing this thing, you know. Essentially, yeah. 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 Hey, we're a secret magic team and we're going out for coffees. But we sometimes get paid overtime. <laughs> okay, so I would like, you guys have all worked another week, so I would like you guys to, if you haven't already, add another 75 gold uh, to your gold. And you also collected a bunch of gold pieces during the sewer quest as well. 1,800 gold pieces, is mm -hmm. that right? Yep, so around 450 each. So yeah, so you also get an extra 450 gold each um, to add to your gold stashes. A couple of days later, you guys meet up after work together. And how do you get there? Do you walk? Do you share a carriage? Do you, like, what's your what's your way of getting from work to Murphy's? Uh, let's see, how far is Murphy's from work? What uh, district is he in? Is he in, like, the... He's kind, of, he's kind of central, isn't he? Yeah, he's real close to the central circle. Yeah. So I, I, I suppose we could, I suppose we could take a stroll. Mm, yeah. If you wanted to. It's not like we have to hide that we're going here or anything. Is that something we have to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Slimva will fill everyone in quietly about my adventures and uh, the conversation, especially with Mr. Cherish. Okay. And the uh, inclinations around that. And I also kind of wanted to like, uh, ask Karen, I was like, do you think we should tell Cherish for like, more respect or potential knowledge in the past about, uh, the boy, the weird about, angsty teenager. Oh, about Lyron? Oh, no, I don't believe so. I've uh, I caught up with his father, and uh, he's being he's being uh, disciplined appropriately. You know, where would he go? Prison? Mm, what will that do for a child? Hmm. Ah, oh, that's a good point. Mm. Is everybody else feeling okay? My kids think it's hilarious that I've lost a finger. <laughs> How did you explain that? I well, I told them. I told them the truth. I said I had a run-in with a nasty beast, and they all assumed it was a goose. So you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> off by a goose. And uh, they think it's hilarious. Uh, Emerald, my darling daughter, asked if she could have the other end of my finger to take him to school for show and tell. And I said, sorry, darling, it's uh, in the in the belly of the beast. But you know. She was a little bit disappointed by that. <laughs> is that just the dwarf thing? So is a dwarf family is just used to losing parts of themselves? You know, uh, in in mining families, definitely. But uh, uh. we're stonecutters, so it's a it's a little bit less common. But you know, it's it shows that you have had a life of work, so it's not great for me. But <laughs> Frankie just likes to butt in. Uh, my uh, my great uncle once lost his leg, but don't worry, we found it later. Oh. <laughs> How long was it lost for? Time sort of a relative term. I can't remember. Different people have different stories. Some say it was a week. Some say it was about five years. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, he got his leg back. It must have smelled pretty bad. Uh, we, 
we, we don't talk about the smell <laughs> or how functional it is, but at least it's back. That's the main thing. Well, there you go. Do you have your homunculus with you? Oh yeah, he's, he's always with me. Okay, uh, do any of you guys, like, have any of you asked him about this little monstrosity that's following him around? Or? I'm probably not asking because looking at it is a little bit terrifying. Yeah, I've been kind of just hoping it's not come here to hurt us. I'm assuming it's kind of been sitting just like on Frankie's little workbench when yeah, he's been at just, work. Just there. So now it's kind of along for the ride with us. Karen yes. says, Frankie, the the little doll. What kind of a doll? Uh, <laughs> your, your, your little your little doll with with tracks. That's your friend following uh, us. Uh, do you mean hands? I do mean hands. Hands. I, hands. 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 Is it um one of your new experiments? Um, I wouldn't say he's an experiment anymore. I mean, he's he's a person with rights and uh, you know his own independent oh. thoughts. Oh, did he get a wage? <laughs> he, he is an assistant, definitely, and not a, a domestic uh, slave. Oh. So, uh, at this stage, I say he's on uh, intern salary, and then hands are just like, I get paid? Like, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he helps me out with things. Definitely not illegal things. Very, it's very creative, dear. Oh, thank you, um, thank you. Is there a, in the future, is there a possibility of maybe making hands look less terrifying? What's wrong with the way he looks now? Okay. Um, Karen. I, <laughs> wow, look, we're nearly at Murphy's. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's been a while since I've seen you last. Oh man, you guys did such a good job with the geese, I assume. I assume it wasn't the guards and it was, in fact, my magical friends. Step in the back with me. Let's have ourselves a nice little chat, shall we? Hello, hello. Oh, Murphy, it's always a pleasure to have a chat with you. Karen! Murphy! <laughs> Come on, you guys, I got some new stocking, so maybe you can find some stuff that you might like in the back. Oh. Mm. And you guys go through, like, the, you know, the secret bookcase door. <laughs> it's really pearl decorated, like, you know, that, like, shimmery, like, white but like also rainbow flavor that pearls have like you go in there and it's kind of like that sort of like that's the vibe and he's like yeah i uh, i got my hands on this wallpaper i'm not sure i'm into it but like it definitely does give off a magical <laughs> vibe you would have thought but uh i gotta fire my interior decorator what can i do for you frankie do you have something for me uh, uh yes i do <laughs> looking uh Put it up. He asked, he, you were the one that he asked to get the clasp yes, on, right? Yes, yeah. he was. Yes, yes, yes. He's struggling around, pulls it out. Oh, so some paper is stuck to it. That's fine. Here you go. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. What a valuable trinket that has fallen into my possession. Ugh, is this the thing that uh, was making the making all the nonsense with the geese? Yes, I can say it confidently. It is weird. I've heard of these, but uh, I've never heard of them going to the scale like what was going on out there. I wonder it's been tampered with somehow. It feels like it would need some extra power in order to do that. But that's okay, we'll figure it out. How would you like to facilitate this transaction? Uh, He's asking you like, do you want him, do you want him to like cancel the debt that you yes. have with him? 
or do you want him to pay you? No, I'd I, I cancel the debt. Just like, yeah, consider my debt paid. Oh, well, you're very welcome. This is, uh, this is gonna make me quite a lot of money, and I appreciate your time. He tries to wink, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is this horrifying monstrosity that's following you around? Uh, oh. I like it. That's just Karen, she just lost a finger. <laughs> <laughs> I kick Flynn a little bit. And hands just like... I like it. He's welcome here anytime. What'd you say his name was? Hands. Hands? Me, you need anything? I'm your man. You just let me know. He looks like a... I mean, doll-based Warforged, I like it. Hands also tries to do that, but, like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Equally as creepy. Oh. Hey, well, anyway, if you've got anything that you want to talk to me about, I am always here. I am your friend, Murphy, but uh, have a look around. See if there's anything you like. I would love to take much of your gold from you in exchange for goods and services, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I sent you guys a list earlier, so feel free to mm -hmm. ask me or comment on any of the pieces that you like. Um, if, if you are unsure of how much gold you have access to, please let me know. I want to haggle. <laughs> I want to haggle. Well, if you want to do it like that, that's a scene. So tell me what you want and then bring it up to the counter and then you can haggle if you want to. I'm not sure what everyone else wants, but I'm pretty keen on the minty bread. <laughs> the Britain. mouth of minty. From the bargain bin? Yeah, and the, um, yeah, from the bargain bin, so 150 gold. And the coin of tracking for 450 gold. Okay, I'm gonna fight on the coin of tracking. <laughs> okay, uh, so the coin of tracking, it says uh, it's a simple gold coin, but when you're attuned to it, the user knows the location of the coin at all times, which is which is quite a useful little piece of tech. So you guys both are looking for access to that. I'll, I'll just let you guys talk about that. Do it in character if you want. I want this. <laughs> <laughs> I use um, Mage Hand in the shop and... Are you going to just steal it? Yeah, he's going to steal the take and I'll be like, see, this is why I get it. <laughs> look, yeah, at how, okay. look at what I can do with this. What would you do with it? Do you have a plan of what you'll do with it? Because I already have a plan what I'll do with it. What's your plan? I'm going to use it. Karen, he's being a dink. <laughs> I can't stop him from being a dink outside of work hours. Can you afford it at your ripe age? Yup. <laughs> oh, that's right. You live at home. You don't pay rent. Oh, yeah. I have a cat and all that. A cat. Say, <laughs> so Flynn, if the coin is not to your liking, perhaps I can interest you in something else. I have this very, very nice large knife. It was the second thing on my wish list, and I am thinking about the good of the common group. So, and if we have the also coin, have these the coin. fantastic smuggler shoes, and he puts them on, and he starts walking around, and like he's leaving like cow hoof prints on the floor. I'd love the smuggler shoes for the cost of the coin. That's true. I would love. Oh, that. unfortunately, you know the drill here. Come on, Flynn. We're friends. This is not how this is not how friends operate. You know, we shop local, we go to our friends, we pay full prices because we like to support our friends and their entrepreneurial ventures. <laughs> Hashtag shop local. That's not part of the game. You all should just buy from your friends at the moment because of COVID being bad to the economy. <laughs> Steph, what have you got your eyes on? The homemade peanut brittle. So I'd like to imagine what there's two like fighting. Frankie's just in the background, just like, ooh. And Murphy like runs up, she's like, oh, let's just get the lid back on that. You don't want to know what happens if you leave the lid off. Hoo, hoo, hoo. So the description is, it's a can of peanut brittle that when opened will release three fake tube snakes at random. 
after four seconds an actual flying stake will emerge from the can it's basically like summoning an extra minion that'll turn back to uh, smoke after you use it thank you what's that cool uh well that's that would be fantastic my friend that would be 500 gold pieces thank you and please well i can just pay the man <laughs> and <man's> just like, <laughs> like oh yeah you're right <laughs> and frankie pays him right. 500 gold cool. i guess we'll do karen next karen what have you got your eyes on well, what I really have my eyes on is the Ring of the Ram, which says a silver ring with golden ram's horns curling around the edge of its crown, activated by the PC, that would be me. And on the next successful punch deals 2d12 damage, the target is knocked back in feet equal to the dice roll. The effects can be used to batter down a barred wooden door, uh, recharged by eating a fistful of green grass, which is hilarious. You have to recharge it by eating a handful of grass, yeah, which Whoa. is just really funny. Do you have 800 gold? I don't, I do not. You, you, you have people at the table you can borrow from? I have, um, I have 660 gold. Hmm, what am I gonna do with this extra 190 gold that I have? Hmm. Uh, are you, are you, do you need some, uh, money? I just, I have some lying here. I'm sure if you're good to, to pay me back if you need some extra extra gold, you know, I'm, I'm in I'm in the, uh, you know, in the market to helping people out like a good, a good friend uh, Murphy here. You know what I'm talking about. That's how it is. That's how it is. And of course, hey. I wouldn't give you a discount, so you're much better taking it. You're much better taking it from my good friend Frankie and or his good friend Hans. I'm not sure how their relationship works. Yep. Hans, uh, give, give this gold to, to Karen. Does Hans have hands? Cause yes, he does. His hands are <laughs> slightly bigger than what you'd expect. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> he's just carrying. He's, like he's just carrying a bunch of gold in his hand. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, I'm not. I'm not usually in the uh, business of accepting money from uh, subordinates at work. <laughs> um, <sighs> hey, how come um, Karen isn't paid more than us? As a manager, that's, that's a good. You know, equality. Or equal, whatever. Yeah, equal opportunity. <laughs> equal opportunity or whatever. Jams and breathers, bastard. Come on, I don't want to do like a whole like business economy <laughs> thing. It's we're playing pretend, and I don't want to do like salary rates for each of you. Janderson Breathers doesn't make enough money to buy all of his suits and also pay me more. So <laughs> there we go. Also, why is Ida the janitor? Everybody, all of you amount? are equally valued you do a by your job. <laughs> but we're not quite as valued as his next uh, fancy ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got to take a little bit more for himself. He just needs a little something, something to feel good about himself. <laughs> Um, but uh, Frankie, I appreciate it. I'll put it to good use, and uh, I will work out a system of repayment, and oh, yes. we can we can write it all out at the office. That's right. Sign the papers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll write up the contract. And uh, enjoys collecting, so you know I don't want to be that guy, but like. <laughs> But he'll be knocking at your door at midnight trying to get this. Where's my money? Where's my money be? Well, how about we let Hans collect the ring and bring it over to me? Will yes. he like that? Hans, uh, get the ring and, and bring it bring it over. So uh, Karen will hand over a full eight hundy. This seems like a business transaction, but with extra steps. I'm into it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, it's very, very scary, small man. So he hands over. Wheels. He hands over the ring of the ram to you. Yes. Uh, do you put it on your left hand or your right hand? 
Karen is right-handed, so she'll put it on her right hand on her middle finger. And the left hand was the one that she lost the finger off, right? No, it was her right <laughs> oh, pinky. Oh, no! Yeah. It was her right pinky, so she's missing a right pinky, and now she's got a big um, ram on awesome. her. Awesome. So Flynn and Ida, who wants to go first? I'm taking this coin of tracking. <laughs> and, then I, and then I, like, just throw the money at you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yeah, in a mean way. That is an exceptional mage hand skill. I may have some work for you in the future. Thanks very much. <laughs> right, take your take your 450 gold off of your total. You now have the coin of tracking. And Flynn, my good friend Flynn, what can I do for you? Hello. One salesman to another. Aha. Um, I would like the bigger knife, the minty fresh breasts. Whatever they're called. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is great. Hang on, check this out. And he like hands you a small knife and then he pulls out the bigger knife and he's like, check this out, check this out, check this out. Hey, this is a better knife than your knife. And the knife like seems to notice the size of the other knife that you're holding and grows just slightly larger than it. And he's like, that's not a knife. This is a dagger. I don't know what copyright is for these kinds of things. <laughs> okay, cool. So you have the bigger knife. It is a large plus one dagger that gives you plus one to hit and plus one to intimidation. And it will grow slightly larger than anyone else's dagger in the room. And on a failed intimidation check, the knife will turn to a spoon until dawn. Um, and you're also buying Mouth of Minty. Yes. Um, which is cool mint tablets, which is, it's got three uses. Um, on eating one can cast Ice Breath for 1d6 damage. The user feels minty fresh for days afterwards. Very cool. Very nice. So you guys like leave Murphy's and uh, you start heading back home. I'm concerned about the city. Oh yeah, it's there's, like an absolute mess. There's... There's there be, poo everywhere. There seems to be machinations going on under the surface that are making problems for people that previously there were no problems. Making parts of the underbelly rise to the surface. And I don't know if we... I, I feel like I'm just an HR manager in a paper company. I I don't know if I'm the right person for this pendant. As we walk past my house, so I'm just going off to labor, so Karen, have you ever made soup before? Well, yes, I'm a mother. So you're used to just, you know, spurning off the scum at the top? Yeah. That's all we're doing. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Ooh, that's oh, deep. Teenage wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I suppose if you think about it like that, I'm pretty good at uh, cleaning up messes. <laughs> three children, after all. What's a what's a city compared to three to, to three kids? And you walk off towards your separate homes. Mm -hmm. You check your mailboxes. You find yourselves a little pamphlet which is inviting you to um, the big like staff party next week. Yeah. Um, you're all looking forward to the big party and. You look out of your windows and even know that there's like feathers everywhere and goose droppings everywhere. For the moment, you feel like you did good. Mm. You feel like this was kind of a win. And as you each, you know, go back to your lives, playing with your kids, hanging out and studying or back to inventing or watching your dad be way too into a cat. Oh. <laughs> He's not a furry. <laughs> After the danger that you've been in, you really take a moment to appreciate these things. And mm. you, 
even though you have no idea what new weirdness is going to approach you tomorrow, at least for today, there are no more fucking geese. <laughs>